we're putting God first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach, and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King, and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Woo woo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 52 Weeks Podcast. You got Melody, Steph, and Tracy here. And today, we are talking about mental health for Mental Health Awareness Month. So we're just going to jump right into it. The reason that I wanted to do this episode today is because... Like I said, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and I've been going on my own mental health awareness journey, and it's been very enlightening and awesome and fun, and I'm really excited to share some of the things I've been learning with everybody. So to get started, the challenge for the week was we were all to learn something new about mental health, to pick some kind of... um, I'm still trying to figure out the language, some kind of disability, some kind of diagnosis and, and learn something about it. So Tracy, do you want to start us off with whatever you researched this week? So I didn't, that's the answer. Um, I didn't do any research. I completely forgot until this morning at 718. It was like, Oh crap. But I did a while back do a bunch of research on, um, well, I, I didn't do a bunch of research, but I did. There's, I don't know if you've heard of Jacob Hess, but Jacob Hess is, hey, he is an inter, he's a mental health professional, and he is actually a big proponent of, like, a wide variety of mental, like, utilizing a wide variety of health tools to become mentally well. So, he is not a big proponent of medication, and the reason why he's not a big proponent of medication, he's like, there are times where it's appropriate, but he's not somebody who pushes medication. And the reason why is because he says that all of the organizations like NAMI, all of the ones that advocate for specific mental illnesses, that he specifically said, like, most of those are, are they're funded primarily by um, the medications of those, like, people who are medicated, they, they're supported by like primarily their funding comes from the medicated, the medications anyway. And so just always being aware of that. I know that sounds like such a, like, that's like an awareness moment for me. I've just been aware, like be aware of what organizations are supported by what things and why they might advocate certain things, because I do support medication, especially if people feel like that supports them, like that's supporting them and they've tried it and it's helped them. I'm all about that great. But one of the things that I love about Jacob Hess, and I think is interesting about Jacob Hess, is that he specifically focused on the fact that there are so many ways we can support our mental health, right? There's just such a wide variety of things we can do, which I know from personal experience that a mental health is super important to address from many different sides, right? So um, for myself personally, I've experienced on a personal level, I feel like I've dealt with anxiety. I never had a formal diagnosis, so I don't have somebody who's like, you've been, you know, diagnosed with anxiety, but I can definitely say that I have checked off many of the boxes if I were to just go look through somebody's like informal diagnosis of anxiety. And I feel like I could have gotten on a medication if that's the path I wanted to, and I could still do that moving forward if I feel like that was the right path for me. But I've just learned that I can manage it, but it's taken some digging throughout my life and finding certain tools and modalities has been very helpful for me. But of course, I'm a huge proponent of meditation, especially for anxiety. Um, And I'm especially a big proponent of like opting outside and moving your body and um, interacting with your friends on a daily basis, especially people who have Um, a propensity towards anxiety and depression in that mindset. So I think that 
I've also seen people in my own life who have struggled with depression and I just see certain behaviors that they engage in that are so contrary to helping them feel better. And so I learned by watching and I've seen people who have gone on medication specifically for depression and it's helped them, like it's really supported them. And then I've seen other people who've gone on medication and it like they just could never figure it out. And so they've had to take a different path. And so I think for myself, I just think that that's, those are and Jacob has. I watched one of his interviews, and it was really interesting because he, he's biased. I would say towards not doing medication, but there's other people who are more pro medication. But I think most people, especially mental health professionals, I think that they're they're trying to. He was saying he was leaning away from this idea that people have to be mode medicated or things like that. That's that's his thing. He was quite opposed to that and he's like there's definitely other ways people can get mentally healthy but it does like require a holistic look at your life and it won't just be one thing it'll be many things that you have to do in order to get mentally well so i think for myself personally i have watched multiple um i have had friends who have had specific people in their lives who have had mental disorders that have been um like multiple like i mean some pretty severe there are some really serious mental illnesses out there and my brother he worked at the university of utah for a time in the mental health um clinic part and he's like people with psychosis like they can become well through medication like they can become well and he's like people can literally through medication especially with some of these really severe mental illnesses they can manage it if they take their medication and if they don't that's when things get get out of control but like he's like but if they really do especially with these severe mental illnesses like psychosis like he's like you can be totally okay and functioning in society with the proper medication so he's a huge proponent of that especially for like severe mental illness anyway those are my thoughts that's awesome. Well, and, and I'm thinking, honestly, this whole podcast is, I feel like, about mental health. It's about getting mentally healthy and improving ourselves, right? And mental health doesn't just pertain to, like, people with an official diagnosis. Like, mental health pertains to everybody. Everybody needs to take care of their mental health, right? And that's really interesting. I never thought about, like, different organizations supporting different like diagnoses and medications and I think that is a really good thing to look into and I would agree with um what it sounds like you were saying his name is Jacob Hess mm-hmm. what you're saying his stance is like it sounds like his stance is do everything you possibly can first and then if nothing is working then use medication as a last resort and it can help some people so I I would agree with with that stance, I definitely think personally, like the more natural approaches you can take, the better, right? Right. Um, I would say that my cousins, like I have cousins who's also who have been on medication and they're just like, I wish I would have gone on medication earlier, right? So I know like a wide variety of experiences and I just think you have to like explore them yourself. It's an individual process and you really have to explore them and like go get the help you need instead of not getting help. That's sort of my thought as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%, totally a personal decision. Because I've, I've seen the same thing too. I've seen medication completely change people's lives. Um, uh, for me, on the other hand, I've been experimenting a little bit and it's been terrible. Nothing has worked. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is for me, but yeah. Um, I was gonna say Sorry, I didn't, I lost I it. I also want to say, I'm sorry I didn't do my research. I would have done more research. I just totally like spaced it. And even this week, we've talked a lot about mental health. And so I'm like, man, I don't know how I just totally like forgot that. But I need to like, I don't know. I've got to come with a system, something so that I remember. I should have put it on my tracker because I didn't. There need to apologize. Like I said, like we've, I feel like we've been talking about mental health. This is, that's what like what this podcast is, I feel like. So, and you, I mean, yeah totally fine 
we've all missed challenge weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, Steph, um, did you research something this week? Yeah, and I, I mean, Tracy, I just did it this morning, so it's not like I. <laughs> I, remember, I did too. <laughs> yeah, I remember this morning, so it's not. Um, but you know, it was interesting because I went to the mental health awareness website, and on it, it talked about how anxiety is like the um, most common. Um, that, and that very few seek treatment for it. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, but then it, said, it was really interesting that anxiety um, helps to, I mean, exercise helps to fight anxiety. And just as we're like sort of talking about um, all these things that, and, and then I went to like the Harvard medical page because I was like, okay, let's get a legit source, you know? But it's interesting um, you know, it's like these basic answers that we know, um, but that really can help with anything. And like what you're saying, there's sometimes that it's like, okay, you've done everything, you need the medication. But um, but just, it talked a lot about, you know, um, things that can help it, like exercise or like meditation or being like present, all these things that we've been talking about. And I think that sometimes it seems so easy to be like, oh, if I just go exercise, if I just go do this stuff. But it really does, it, like, if I just sit here and watch this meditation, that's super boring to me. <laughs> but, you know, but there's really a lot of things that can help. And it was just a good reminder to me with, like, my habits or anything that it's like, really these basic answers that you see in so many things um, that helps with a lot of things. And then I didn't realize, it talked about how like anxiety can leave a toll and that it can, like if it's not treated, it can be deadly because of like the blood pressure and stroke and like it severely decreases your quality of life. So I think that um, for me, what I took out of that is, um, especially where it said that few seek treatment, but how often do I hear people or myself talk about being anxious? You know, like I, I would say that anxiousness is something like on social media people are talking about. And it's sort of just like, well, everyone's anxious. Don't be a baby. Like you're fine. Like live your life type of a thing. Um, but I, I think that raised a lot more awareness for me of, um, especially when I have my periods of feeling a lot of anxiety of, hey, maybe this isn't just a like little thing or it's not just about the event or just learning to like cope with it more. I think I found really interesting. That's awesome. I like that you looked into anxiety and that's, interesting and also makes a lot of sense that that's um one of the most common what do you say was one of the most common so it what? said one of the most um most like i think well let me go my notes aren't very good let me just go look what it said exactly it said that anxiety is um oh wrong page um so anxiety, in the U.S., anxiety disorders is the most common form of mental illness. Okay, okay. And then I like yeah. this where it said anxiety is treatable. Um, it is treatable in many cases, but only 36% of people opt to get help. Interesting. And they, I wonder how they see this as Tracy. Sorry, the questioner in me is like, how do they gather that information? Because... Okay, sorry, this is my own personal experience, but like if you really are that anxious, like if you have, like if it's hindering your quality of life, you start looking, okay, maybe it's just me, but you like start looking for solutions because it becomes debilitating and it becomes so uncomfortable. But maybe that's just me. Is that like, I just wonder how many people do experience like severe anxiety and, 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 and what is the like spectrum of that that's anyway sorry these are my questions that i'm looking at that being like how do they determine 
because anxiety is a normal part of being a, a human, right? It's normal. It's completely normal. But it's like, what, when does it become too much that people go seek out help? Yeah. Well, well and I, I, okay. oh no, you, I, I just was looking at who did their data and stuff. And I mean, it is interesting because I'm like, oh, it's a marketing agency. Oh, so, so interesting. That's, but then I feel like the Harvard Law, that's like Harvard Medical School, right? Right. But like when I searched mental health, that was the first website that popped up. And so maybe I just gave all wrong facts. Well, I'm just saying that like any of this data in and of uh-huh. itself needs to be taken with a grain of salt because because data is, I mean, anything we can basically go find the proof. <laughs> I mean, they've just, they've discovered this, that like you can do research and you can figure out basically what you think is true <laughs> and it can basically like show up. But at the same time, yeah. I'm like, I just wonder that, I mean, there is this part of me that's like, it's, I think it's a little tricky to quantify anxiety, for example, just because anxiety is so ubiquitous and, and therefore I think you have to be cognizant that like, you know, just, just being, just, I think just being mindful enough to say, I think what they're trying to say <laughs> is that anxiety is more common based on diagnoses from psychologists and mental health institutions or whatever it may be, or doctors. So it's the most highly reported or, you know what I mean? There, there might be something like that regarding mental health. So I'm, I'm just curious because of course, anxiety and depression go hand in hand. Those two like are married kind of, they, they interact a lot. And that's why I wanted to talk about this because mental health is so complicated. It's not like look, here's proof of my broken leg. Here's proof of this uh, disease that I have. It's just, it's all in your head and nobody can see it, you know? And like you're saying, Tracy, at what point does anxiety, like everyone experiences anxiety, right? But at what point um, does it start to interfere with like your daily function and in your overall quality of life, right? And I think a lot of people don't, um, seek help for it because of that because of that they're like oh like this is normal this is anxiety everybody I think it's also hard to talk about people are embarrassed to talk about also what if people don't believe you like it's so complicated I think what I've learned recently is it all comes down to believing in yourself and trusting yourself and knowing what you need and being honest with yourself too like do do I really need help um how do I really feel and and just trusting yourself and setting up for yourself, uh, despite what other people think, you know. So, I know. I just think it's so interesting. I just, this has been my hyper focus lately, you guys. Like, I've been so, I've had a lot of fun looking into this stuff. Uh, so, the stuff that I learned, I decided to look into bipolar because I've spent a long time, or the past couple of years, uh, researching and learning about ADHD, which I think would be fun to talk about too. But um, I I have a few family members who've been diagnosed bipolar, and I was curious about it, so I did a little bit of research. And so this is what's interesting um, with with ADHD. There's so many resources and there's awesome podcasts and there's books, like so many things. It's so easy to learn about ADHD. Bipolar, a whole different story. It was so hard to find stuff. Um, I found a few podcasts, but they were not very good. Um, It was hard to find books. It's hard to find articles. Like there's not a lot on bipolar. And my first thought is like, that's not fair to people who have bipolar you want to learn about it um and i wonder why i don't know if we just haven't done the research or why isn't there more stuff out there for bipolar but i learned that there's four kinds of bipolar so there's bipolar one bipolar two then there's cyclothymia and then there's like it doesn't have a name it's just like fourth bipolar like basically if you don't fit in these three then you're put in this category of bipolar. Bipolar one is um, like what we see in the movies, like 
this person's bipolar, like totally manic episodes. They're like robbing banks. They're um, in a manic episode. They're doing crazy things. Like I said, like robbing banks or spending all of the money that they have in their bank account. They also will like believe, believe that they are like the Pope or believe that they are God or, just like these crazy manic episodes. And a lot of times they like wake up from these episodes and they have no idea what happened. Um, And they also have mania, which is like the opposite where they, wait, let me come back. I'm still trying to understand this. So there's manic episodes and there's mania. Manic is like depressed, you're sad, you're crazy. And then mania is like, I'm Superman. I'm indestructible. I can do anything. You don't sleep for three days. You get a month work, a month worth of work done in like one day on no sleep. And you're like super happy, super high, like Superman. Right. And I think that is the one where people think that they're like, God, I don't know, but it's anyway. So bipolar one is like really, really big mood swings. And I learned that the mood swings aren't like a lot of people think it's like, in one day, all of a sudden you're really happy and then all of a sudden you're really sad and then all of a sudden you're really happy and it's like your mood is up and down. But bipolar is actually, it's not within one day, it's within like a weeks or months. Like maybe you're like in mania, like super happy for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden you're really, really depressed for a few months. And then you're happy for a few months and then sad for a few months. And then bipolar two is um basically like the baby version of that so you have um you might have a hypomanic episode so not to the point where you're robbing banks but um it's watered down and then you might also have hypomania so not to the point where you're like not sleeping for a week but you still are kind of in that superman i can do anything um lots of energy so that one is the most common bipolar and then there's cyclothymia which is characterized with like low level depression and mild mania and that can eventually turn into bipolar if you don't treat it so that's like the baby baby version of bipolar so anyways that's what i learned about bipolar i thought that was kind of fun so what yeah. I do feel like bipolar has a big stigma around it. So do you think that's why there's like ADHD anxiety? It seems more um, more common. People have it, but people get scared when you hear bipolar. Yeah, for sure. That's like it's really true. Like, and I wonder why. And they like turn around and run away, right? I think, I don't know, when I think bipolar, the first thing that comes to my head is like the movies I see of like the psychos who are like tearing up the town and totally crazy. And and I, I feel like movies have just made it look like this totally crazy thing. But but in reality, like a ton of people in the world have, so like a ton of people have bipolar. It's a really, really common thing. Um, well, like what but, Tracy said, like I know people that when like they they take their meds they're completely fine and function and no one would ever know right but i think that's sad like i wish i wish people could talk about it and not not be afraid to talk about it and i just think like i don't know i don't know just because it's so like if it's a broken leg or something like that everyone can see your broken leg and everybody understands right and I just wish that, you know, people who are suffering, I guess, I mean, not even suffering, just because you have bipolar doesn't mean you're suffering, right? But I, I just wish that people with mental illnesses could get, like, the help and the sympathy and the empathy that someone with a broken leg would get, you know? And I wish that it wasn't, like, and if you have a broken leg, you're it's so easy to be like, uh, I can't play kickball in gym today, you know, or I, I, I just, I can't go on a run. And everyone's like, Oh, of course, it's totally fine. Like, I just wish that people with, I, I wish that it could be the same of like, I, I'm just like, really, I have bipolar and I'm, I'm really struggling today. I'm, I'm off my meds and I just, I can't think straight. You know, I just 
would really rather sit out of this game of kickball today. And I wish people would be like, oh, oh, that's totally understandable. Go ahead and sit down. You know what I mean? But that that's not, that's. Oh, we can't hear you. We're just, I don't know. We're just not right there. And I think a lot of times people get like, most of the time, Wait, Melody, you're going in and out. Sound is off. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I was like, what just happened? You were saying that you wish that people just didn't have to have the... It's just been the last, like, 30 seconds. So, yeah. Okay, I can't hear you guys now. Um... And you sound like you're in a glass or somewhere in like. <laughs> hey, Jace. Thanks, Dad. Can you hear us now? Oh, that sounds. Okay, how's that? Continue talking. It sounded okay? muffled at first, but I don't know. Sorry, that happens. Jacob just called me and I'm frustrated because I told him to not call me during our podcast. <laughs> Anytime someone calls me, that happens. <laughs> that makes sense because <laughs> you have your earbuds. So, okay, yeah. you, you were talking about how um, it was just like the last 30 seconds that we couldn't hear about how it, it's sad that people feel like they can't talk about it. That they have to hide it or that they're ashamed of it, you know, because someone wouldn't be ashamed if they had a broken leg. Someone wouldn't be afraid to talk about their broken leg. Um, but we're ashamed to talk about, oh, I've, especially with bipolar because of the stigma. People are so afraid to bring that up, you know. And, and even from my own personal experience on, on this journey I've been going on, I, I don't know if in the last episode I, I mentioned, but um, this is honestly the main reason I wanted to look into bipolar, but my doctor, um, well, in the, in my assessment for my ADHD, the psychiatrist said to maybe look into bipolar because there's symptoms of like hypomania. You know, I've, I've talked about those days, right. Where I'm like, I just feel like I can do anything. And, um, so I went and talked to a doctor who was like, oh, maybe like there's some bipolar symptoms. So I wanted to look into it and see if I could relate. But I'm like, I've, I've brought that up to friends and family. And when I tell people like, oh, I'm ADHD, people, I mean, there definitely is some stuff around that still. But when I bring up bipolar, people are like, oh, no, no, you're not bipolar. No it's like way. a gas. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, there's no, no, you know, and it's just like this. And I'm like, why? Why is that so weird? Why Why do people respond that way? And I just, you guys, I'm so passionate about this recently. I just, like, why? Why can't we just be open and honest, honest about it? Especially when so many people have these struggles. So many people do. It's so normal. Bipolar is so normal. ADHD is so normal. Anxiety is so normal. This is normal stuff. So why is it so hard to talk about, you know? Yeah, I actually, um, bipolar, I think it depends on your experience with bipolar, right? And so I, I don't, I don't have a ton of actually like personal experiences with bipolar, but I do have, you know, a friend and their sibling has bipolar and it's been a, a, a trip for their family at different times when, because I think it's been a bit of more of an extreme here and there, but I, I still feel like when this person also takes their medication, they do better. But I do feel like it's an interesting thing to to have these major swings, right? And that also means that when you're medicated, you're not experiencing the swing. And I think that people sometimes crave that. They want to feel really, really good. And they want to, they like want to feel the, almost the extremes of it. And I think that's an interesting thing that I think that's why it's just it's a complicated measure like why people don't want to medicate at times <laughs> like they don't want to I just think that's interesting because it kind of um can make you it can kind of take the edge off of things and so think sometimes I think people want to feel things in a full way just like we all do we all want to experience life like 
I do. I want to experience my emotions. And I, and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it feels overwhelming. And so we need some support on that. But I would, I would say something about, I, I think that there is like a lack of understanding and a lack of education around bipolar. And so I think the more awareness and the more conversations around that could be helpful so that people know more about it and it can be less shocking in a way i think that that would be helpful to understand that there are even you talking about it and telling that there's four different categories like four different types i didn't even know that so that's helpful to to know more about and i think the more you know the more you can make informed choices and you can be more cognizant for other people in your life as well when you have that awareness. And so I I do think that we've come really far. We've come so much like since I was in high school, like, there's just so much more mental awareness and mental health conversations and people are a lot more vulnerable and open about things than they've ever been in the past. And so I'm very grateful for that because I think I, I am gra- I'm, I'm grateful that we are having more of a conversation around that and that there is uh, less stigma uh, than there previously was. We've, we've come far actually in the time that I've been around <laughs> this planet. And I would say also though that it's really great. And one of the things I love is when people do talk about, you know, this is what's helped my mental health. You know, and we specifically say, this particular tactic and what I'm doing with my um, event on Saturday, mine's basically a mental health workshop. I'm basically teaching people mental health things. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like you're, you're teaching people how to regulate their emotions, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's awesome. I just lost what I was going to say. I literally had so many things I was just about to say. <laughs> I was so excited to say it. Anyways, um, Steph, were you going to say something? Well, I just, you know, like I think with anything, sometimes when we're doing really good, it doesn't matter if you're doing like good at, I, I don't know how to explain myself with this, but you know, like the little things that I talked about of exercise, how I talked about exercise, sleep, like meditating all those things um you know i find that in my life i'll be feeling great i'm doing my affirmations i'm saying my gratitude prayer i'm making my bed every morning i feel accomplished and then i think that there's this sense of um of i can do anything type of a thing and you forget the little things that have helped you and i think that that's the big thing in with any of anything in life right like sometimes i think that we forget oh this actually is helping this isn't just me but these little tools or this medication or you know these techniques they're helping me feel better and when i don't do them i don't feel good you know so i think that that's um just something that i've been thinking about later lately yeah like those those self-maintenance things right I did want to that's a good transition I wanted to talk about ways that we can improve our mental health or work in our mental health and we've already mentioned some so like Tracy the big one that you said that stood out was just getting outside and moving being with friends and family also just watching your nutrition um, your hydration exercising sleep sleep is a huge one most people who struggle with um like mental health, like major mental health issues, uh, struggle with their sleep, um, whether sleep causes it or, or vice versa. Um, I put, I wrote down meditation. I think just learning how to slow down and and control your thoughts and in your mind, I guess meditation isn't necessarily controlling your thoughts. It's just letting your thoughts be right. Um, it's the opposite. It's not controlling your thoughts. That's um, what it is. Uh, spending time with God, uh, for me, that's that's my biggest help is is praying and uh, reading my scriptures, spending time with God. Uh, we talked a little bit about medication and then also uh, therapy, counseling, life coaching. 
I am a huge advocate for like, get, get a mentor, get someone who can help, get somebody who understands, get somebody that you can trust, that you can talk to. And also for some people, receiving an official diagnosis is extremely helpful. That It gives you clarity, uh, helps you have more grace for yourself, helps you understand. Uh, one, one thing that I did want to mention is this is something that I, I just want everybody to understand is that when, when people legitimately are, what am I saying? People with bipolar or, or ADHD or severe anxiety, severe depression, um, a lot of the times it's not this person's fault for acting the way they're acting. And, and I, I also want to be you want to be really careful that you're not using stuff as an excuse, right? Like I'm, I just have, I'm just bipolar. So it's okay if I'm a jerk to people. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to use it as an excuse, but also um, just realizing that people's brains are literally wired in a different way. Their, their hormones are different. Their chemicals are different and they don't, they don't have control over some things. It's not their fault that they're crying. It's not their fault that they responded that way. It's not their fault. It's just, it's just stuff going on inside of them, you know? Um, and I think, I think a lot of times people themselves, like they don't understand that it's some kind of chemical or hormonal imbalance and they beat themselves up for acting a certain way or responding a certain way. So I think receiving a diagnosis can be really helpful to help you realize like, oh, I'm not a bad person. This is just my, this is just my brain. My chemicals are just off. That's not, that's not my fault. You know what I mean? So anyways, is there anything else that you, oh, go ahead, Tracy. Well, I just like, see, and this is the part where it's so hard for me because I feel like once I've learned certain tools and I become aware of them, it's like, does everyone know this? Does everyone know that this is how it works in their brains and that this could like change their life if they knew this? Um, but a lot of the things that one of the things that I think is powerful is that, you know, you if you are misbehaving and you're still like you're doing the same things over and over, which is part of being a human, uh, you you have to learn how to repent. You, learn, you have to learn how to change. And sometimes you need support outside what you have in the realm that you know. So repentance is always applicable, no matter if you have a mental illness or not. Uh, but it's the fact that you, you tap in and find the people that are actually supporting that, um, that journey that you're in and that you're actually getting support. Because I think oftentimes people don't actually get this, the right support or whatever that may be, but just mm -hmm. like they need the support that's actually going to help them feel like they're getting things that can help them to start to maybe like flip that switch or, or prolong the time where between that stimulus and their response that they're able to like prolong that space so that they can actually make a decision maybe in a different way or respond differently. So it, it is an interesting um, journey that, that we're all on really to get, into the right mental space and to become emotionally resilient in this world. Right. And, and I think that no, no matter what, you should always be aware of how, uh, be aware of your actions, be aware of like how it could be affecting the people around you. Um, and like I said, not, not just using your struggles as an excuse. Um, but, but that's why like therapy and coaching is, is so effective learning how to, you know, navigate those things and appropriately respond. And, and you know, for some people doing that is, is it's going to be a lot harder. And then that's where like sometimes medications come in and sometimes medications really, really can help you emotionally regulate and, and think more clearly. And um, yeah, so I guess like long story short, it's, it's really dynamic, right? It's, it's learning yourself, giving yourself grace, finding people who, who love you and will support you in the right way, uh, getting the help that you know you need. And, you know, I think yeah. that's... I would actually say one of the biggest too. things that I've seen in my life, like from my group of people, my age group, is that a lot of women need support after they've had children. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of actually postpartum depression and anxiety and a lot of people talk about the depression even more than they do the anxiety and so i think if somebody's 
uh, it's just an interesting experience to watch your friends kind of go through something and then say, what would be most helpful? And some people who've gotten on medication at that point, it's helped them tremendously just navigate that next, that part of their life when things, their hormone levels have dropped again in some ways and then they're rising in other ways and so it's just i think really becoming aware that there's different seasons of your life too and to advocate for yourself right learning how to advocate for ourselves is really important Mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure and then and also maybe thinking like how how can we be supports how can we help our friends and 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 also giving grace to our friends who we know struggle and realizing like okay, I know this person has struggled with depression their their whole life, right? And uh, so I'm going to choose to not be offended at how they responded to me today. They're, they're having a bad day today and I'm I'm going to love them and support them instead of getting offended because because they they were a little bit irritable with me, right? Like I, I know they're just doing the best that they can. This is something that they struggle with. And I think just giving people that grace and, and understanding. And even when, I think it's especially hard from, my observation for people who don't struggle with it as much. Um, hey, well, th- this, this is what I've thought about. So me and my sister, we were talking about this the other day. Um, we, she also, I, we, we suspect that she has ADHD, not, not quite as, as severe, um, but we were talking about it and we grew up in a very emotional family. Like we, we were always crying. We were very open about our emotions and also just a really, um, my, my dad calls us the Tourette's family. Maybe that is offensive to somebody, <laughs> but we just like, I just feel like, you know, we're just kind of weird and, and crazy and we just blurt random things out and make weird sounds. And like that, that's just how we grew up. And, and now we're like, oh, it's because we all have ADHD. And um, where was I going with this? I'm having such a hard time focusing today. Um, I literally lost what I was going to say. Dang it. I've had a hard time focusing today, too. You aren't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> the 7.30 a.m. podcast, guys. <laughs> um, Maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember now. Sorry. So we were saying we all have ADHD. This was just normal for us, right? And we were talking, Ashley, I'm sure she doesn't mind me saying her name, was talking to her roommate who has never struggled with like her mental health. It's just very calm, very mild, very stable. And they're having a conversation and Ashley's like, she was talking to me. She's like, I don't understand. Like something terrible happens. And she just like responds so calmly. And, and, And Ashley was like, you mean you don't like, just have breakdowns and like cry a lot. And she was like, no, she's like, I, I don't even, I, I cried when my grandma died and, and just very, and Ashley was like, that, that is crazy to me. And, and I've had kind of the same thing with Jacob. He's very mild, very, like very in control of his emotions. Um, very, you know, what Nero in the neurodivergent community would call very Nero neurotypical human right and just throughout our marriage I've tried to understand him and I'm like I just don't get it it doesn't like I can't wrap my head around it how are you so stable and and I'm like I had this like light bulb moment and I'm like that's probably what he thinks about me he's probably like I don't get it why are you crying all the time (laughs) (laughs) you know and I'm like I think that was really good for me to to have that perspective and realize I know to, to be a little bit more patient with people who don't struggle. Cause in my head, I'm like, everyone just needs to understand and do their research. And I'm like, but, but they, they don't get it the same way. I don't get people who don't cry all the time, you know, and, and just realizing that everybody's experience is different. Everyone's experiencing different things. And um, just realize that not everybody's going to understand. That's just how it is. And when you don't understand somebody, realize that maybe you'll never understand, but do the best you can to like learn and love and support them anyways, you know? So, yeah. anyways. And I think the necessity breeds more awareness. So if you feel like you need help or you see somebody you know and love and they need help, you're more likely to go seek out those resources and to find out more. But if you don't need it or you don't see other people needing it, then you're more you're less likely to go find out more. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, okay, is there anything else, because we're getting closer to wrapping up here, is there anything else that you guys want to add on this topic? Any other thoughts that you've had? No, I think it was good to, I like having the different challenges every week because it gets us to explore different things. So I thought that this was a great one. And a good reminder of you don't know what people, like you keep on talking about the broken leg where you can see that, but like you don't know what people are struggling with internally. Right. And honestly, oh, go ahead, Tracy. Well, I was just going to say, like, that's kind of like the suicide awareness, right? I mean, people can take their lives and you're like, what just happened? Like that person took their life. And anyway, it's very frightening to know that people can be that unwell to the point that they're going to end their life. And so just being aware and cognizant, even suicide awareness is a big thing to be able to know the markers of of what what are some of the indicators but even then people can still do things that just throw us off yeah and i'm i'm starting to feel a bit emotional here but there's wow i didn't think i'd get emotional there's so many people there's so many people who need help i'm sorry wow i i did not think i'd get emotional in this episode sorry you don't need to apologize. We welcome the tears. <laughs> There's just so many people who are struggling and they don't understand why. There's so many people who need help. And I, I'm crying because I know um, people very close to me who have struggled. And um, just being on this journey myself and just receiving, just understanding people who struggle like this, um, it just has really opened my eyes and um, there's just people who need our help, you know, so ask, ask your friends how they're doing, be aware of what's going on. And um, I just think this awareness is so important so we can find those people who are hiding and who are ashamed and who are struggling so we can help them. You know, there's so many people who need our help. And I think, uh, just in increasing our awareness so so we can see the signs and we can be there for our friends and family who need us. Um, I just think that's so important. So thank you guys for um, for being willing to do this episode today. That's really important to me. So Yeah, and it is. It's super important. Our world is, yeah. I mean, I would say the biggest crisis that we've dealt with is our mental health. And that's what's the biggest crisis right now. So, yeah, oh, 100%. People really need to like show up with a lot of love in this world because this world needs our love. And, and yeah. we give that to each other, but also to ourselves. So, amen. Amen. Awesome. So, to wrap things up, I did want to ask you guys how your goals went last week and what your goals are for this week. So Steph, do you want to start? You said last week that your goal was to do something fun. Yeah. So I hosted a murder mystery dinner, which was great. Um, and then it was so much fun. I love just playing like that. Um, and then I believe that I put the goal of to run um, the trail that I love in Mill Creek. I didn't get to that. I, it was a very heavy work week and running wasn't my priority as much. Um, but um, I was grateful that I had that plan on Saturday so that I could have some fun. So. Sounds like it was way fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Murder what mystery dinner. What? <laughs> the murder mystery dinner. Yeah, and I met one of Tracy's friends. Who'd you meet? Um, I can't think of his name, but you were friends with him and his wife in college. And he found out that I did a podcast. He's like, oh, have you heard of the Utah Podcast Coalition? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I told Melody I felt so dumb because I've never before been like, oh, I'm the president of that. And then just like, I was so shocked that it came out of my mouth and then I felt... Dumb. Was it Jonathan Viveros? I thought his name was Joe. Okay, it's not. Okay, that's different. Do you know a Joe? 
I don't know if it's. But he said that he knew you. I bet he's been inviting him. Oh man, I invite people all the time. And you guys went to college together. So, anyways, way to be inviting. (laughs) And it just was one of those things that I was like, you know, this is going to be a more common occurrence where people are going to be like, oh, have you heard of the Utah Podcast Coalition? It looks like they have a lot of fun and they chant people's podcast names and do tunnels that they need to run through. And you're going to be like, I'm the president. (laughs) (laughs) I will never say again, I'm the president, because I felt really dumb after that. But yeah. No, I think it's funny. I think you could say it like in a funny way. I think it's funny. (laughs) Okay. It makes me, now I'm like, who is this person? Anyway, it's okay. Wait, Steph, what is your goal for this week? Um, so my goal for this week, honestly, I'm not setting a goal because next week at work, we're calling it hell week for a reason, because we have six events and a bunch of them are at night. And so I'm just trying to like get myself prepped for next week because it's going to be a lot. It's going to be super time consuming. So, um, that's what I am going to be working on of just like, Actually, I will give a goal. My big goal is to just map out the food that I want um, for that week and stuff that I can just like easily take and have prepared. Awesome. I think that's a good goal. Good luck. I don't envy you. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be fun. It's all great events, but everything happened all at once. So we are going to be like dead at the end of the week. That's a lot of socializing. Oh, yeah, seriously. Good luck. Good luck, <laughs> Steph. Uh, mine All is right. to prepare, I think, for my event this week. That's what. Woo! Yeah. So, um, I am in the process of doing that, continuing to prepare. And I think I'm just going to make that my goal is just to report back on the event and what I learned from that experience and then to continue to prepare for it. And I am. Yeah, it's so that's my goal continued. I'm just going to continue that goal. Awesome. Woohoo. I'm so excited, Tracy. Um, my goal was to say no, keep my schedule light, keep my boundaries clear, which I, I feel like I succeeded. I did put some things on my schedule, but I was very intentional about it. I waited 24 hours. I said a prayer. I wasn't impulsive. So I did put things on, but it was very very intentional and I did say no to some things even some things that I really did want to do so that was a really really big success for me um and this week my goal no I don't know I I think I'm in the same boat I think I'm gonna continue my goal um I'm just trying to keep my schedule light and be really intentional about what I say yes and no to. And um, my my next, th- this is, what am I saying? Oh, I'm just going to leave it at that. That's my goal, to just keep my schedule light, be intentional about what I'm scheduling out. So, okay, awesome. Well, you guys are awesome. Thank you, everybody who listened to our podcast today and our challenge for you is to raise your awareness about mental health. So go do some research, go listen to a podcast uh, where Tracy, I sent you a whole bunch of links to some like websites and podcasts and things. So you guys can look in the show notes for some awesome podcasts to listen to some websites to look at, to learn a little bit more about mental health. If you do the challenge, go to our Instagram 52 weeks podcast and send us a message and let us know what you learned. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.